Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Good morning. Welcome in. Steve Robertson will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. National Nachos Day. If you've listened to this show, you know I love them. Most people do. In fact, uh, Jason and I were talking about it during the break. If you don't like nachos, what does that say about you? We'll go with the uh, pork belly and chorizo nachos from Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Startville and Tupelo. Ooh, chorizo on there too? Yeah, pork belly. Oh. And chorizo. How's Come that on. sound? Uh, I love, I'm a chorizo hawk. Are you? I, I love, well, it's, no pun intended, but I love chorizo. But pork belly is delicious too, but chorizo, if I'm <laughs> if I'm at a rest, Mexican restaurant, I'd much rather get a chorizo taco, quesadilla, whatever. Yeah. Than just normal beef. I'm with you. It's way better. I'm with you. So we'll we'll do that. Uh, shout out to Bulldog Burger on National Nachos Day. Steve Robertson, welcome to the show. Jeans Page, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve, do you like nachos? Oh, I love nachos. Uh, had actually had Frito pie last night for dinner. You know, Ooh. so it's a kind of a, a different take on, on the nacho. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, how could you like not like nachos? And, uh, you know, it's like when I think about going to the Bulldog Burger Company, I usually get the spring rolls, but at times I do participate in the enjoyment of nachos. <laughs> Those spring rolls are... Uh legendary at bulldog burger for sure all three uh all right steve there's a massive meltdown and apathy is set in at mississippi state and um i know we'll talk about chris parson later but uh do you believe that there will be a coaching change in three weeks yeah i would certainly say it's trending in that direction you know it's uh, I, I gave everybody a day of rest yesterday i figured everybody needed a day after you know as poorly as the team played on saturday but uh you know these things are fluid as you know you know, it's like it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of times it boils down. I'm reminiscent of the uh, Scott Strickland, Ben Howling situation. You know, it's like you had the Rick Ray thing, and then Scott comes out and gives him the dreaded voice of com- uh, vote of confidence, and then Ben Howling becomes available. You know, at the end of the day, Zach Thelman's got a difficult decision to make. Um, some would say it's probably not as difficult as, as maybe we suggest. But you got to take care of football, period. And uh, I support whatever decision Zach Selman makes, but um, I'm told that it ultimately will be his decision. You know what Mississippi State does with the direction of their football program. Okay. Um, they're not going to win this weekend. And I guess they'll beat Southern Miss, and they're not going to win the Egg Bowl. So you're looking at a 5-7 and seven finish, Steve, for, for Arnett and the crew. And, you know, it's unfortunate in this or that, but as you said – they can't risk uh, 20, 30% of the people not going to games next year, right? 
Yeah, and I think that's part of it. But also, too, as you think about, you know, what's the path from the wilderness look like? You know, it's like if you begin to think, okay, well, you can go get a you know, proven Power 5 coach or a guy that's got Power 5 coaching experience and perhaps can you know, spark a turnaround quicker, then maybe that's the direction you go. And I, I think just about every fan would be on, on board with that. You know, you want, you want to be fair, but at the end of the day, nobody is bigger than Mississippi State. Uh, not Zach Arnett, not Zach Selman, not Mark Keenum, not me, not you, anybody. You know, what happens at Mississippi State, you got to take care of Mississippi State while, it's on, while you're on, on watch. And uh, I think that's the big part of this for Zach is he hadn't been here a year and he's already had to make two, two major coaching decisions and in the process of, uh, of making one now. Yeah. Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, do you expect Will Rogers to play this weekend? I won't say I expect it, but I won't rule out the possibility. You know, he, he was, you know, according to sources, he was a much better participant last week in practice. You know, like the week before, the things you heard is, well, you know, he did some things. You know, but he did a lot more in practice last week. I wouldn't rule him out as far as being available, but I wouldn't expect him to start. Now, Southern Miss, probably so, maybe so. But I think if Chris Parson goes and makes you a competitive football team on uh, Saturday, then you've got to, you know, consider your options. Okay. So, if well, let, hold on. Let's stay on this for a second. Will Rogers can't go. Do you expect to see Chris Parson start to finish? I expect him to take the lion's share of the snaps. If it, if it was my decision, I think I probably just go with him start to finish. But I wouldn't rule out Mike Wright starting the first series. But I think in a game like this, especially with Max Johnson's health being uh, in question right now. You know, every possession's precious, you know. And so, you know, Parson brought some life to that stadium and, and to that team, even though the game had already ultimately been decided. And uh, at this point, you know, it may be time just to, hey, let's spend these last three ball games, preserve a red shirt, and get the kids some experience and and see how things shake out. But it gives the A&M Aggies a lot more to think about with a guy like Chris Parson because he does have the best arm on the team, and he is more mobile than Will, and he's a better passer than Mike Wright. And I think he has – the skill set to run exactly what they want to run offensively. I mean, of course, that's a tough environment to go make your first start, but you're already a double-digit underdog in the ball game. You know, what else do you have to lose? Right. And it looks like, did you see where it looks like Max Johnson's out with rib injury? Oh, yeah. I, I've seen that, and I was told yesterday, actually by a former Bulldog assistant, called me and you know shared that information and said he's supposed to be evaluated on Sunday, and then Jimbo would have an update today. So, yeah, we'll see. But I watched that uh, A&M Ole Miss game, too, and you could tell in that fourth quarter he was laboring. I mean, you know, every single play he gets up, you can tell he's in, he's in some pain. So you wish the best for the young man. But, uh, yeah, there, there's some concern that they're going to have to start a third-team quarterback transfer from Fresno State. So it may be the battle of the third-team quarterbacks this weekend. And uh, I, I wouldn't expect a lot of offensive firepower from either team. No, I don't know what – uh, Mississippi State with Chris Parson working against that A and M D. Um, I mean, Mike Wright wouldn't move it either. So, and and Will Rogers probably wouldn't have a whole lot of success, but he'd have more than the other two. Um, I mean, I don't know if they can score, Steve. Well, I don't know how many trips you'll make past the fifty. Yeah, well, that's that's been a challenge the last three weeks. I mean, you know, twenty six points in three games, you're not going to beat anybody. You know, in, in the middle of that, they get that win over Arkansas, but. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just – it's been incredibly inefficient. And, uh, you know, one of the things we've talked about before is, you know, Mike Wright's not a very skilled passer. That That's not a 
you know, a shot at the guy. That's just kind of the reality of what he is as a player. And I think people now have seen that. And there were a lot of people before that thought he was, you know, kind of being withheld in, in deference to Will Rogers. But, uh, you know, he's just somewhat limited. And, and I think Parsons' natural ability exceeds both of those guys. But, you know, that's a really tough environment. And, yeah, I'm not expecting to win this weekend, but we're going to drive down there and cover it and hope for the best. So you're going? Oh, absolutely. Not going to miss one. Steve Robertson, Jeans Page, 247 Sports on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. I'm trying to think of something positive to talk about with the football program. Can you come up with anything? Well, I, I think Parson gave you a little life Saturday. And in that third quarter, it was miserable, Bo. I mean, we all saw it. I mean, it was just like you knew they weren't going to be able to score, and it just felt like everything was such a struggle. And you put Parson in there, and operationally, you still had some issues. But it you know, he stood tall in the pocket and delivered some pretty uh, impressive passes, and I don't think the kid is scared in the least. I mean, I think that, you know, Chris Parsons is a very special player, and I think that's a guy you build your program around kind of moving forward. But, um, you know, by the time he went to the ball game, you know, there was not many people there to see it. But the ones that were there, you know, were very, very supportive and appreciative. And that's one thing that I'll say, too. I know it wasn't a capacity crowd, but it was the best environment of the year. And maybe some of that had to do with honoring the 98 team, but uh, I, I thought Bulldog fans showed up and were really oh, that, loud into the ball game. For that sure. was the highlight of the game. I was there um, for that. Yes. And they actually walked towards me because I was sitting in a friend of mine's suite. And um, so when Cheryl walked out, because it was the interlocking MSU, as you mentioned, and that was kind of the theme of the weekend. Um, and, and Cheryl walks out with Kevin Sluter. That was the highlight of the game. 20 minutes before the ball game. Steve, we should have all just packed up and gone home after that, right? Well, it was pretty special. You know, I think a lot of it, and I even tweeted it out. I mean, it was one of those chill bump inducing moments. You know, I, I thought it would be pretty cool. It was a lot more special than I expected. And I mean, just the ovation and support from the crowd was, uh, it was pretty special. And, and uh, it was. You like to think you could have honored the team with a better performance, but. Um, you know, the reality of it is is Jackie Sherrill will always be beloved at Mississippi State. And, and the 98 team did something nobody else has ever done, you know, in the state of Mississippi. And, and uh, you know, it was a pretty, pretty wild year. And I went back and wrote about that last week. I mean, the only team in the West they didn't beat that year was LSU and got absolutely hammered down there and, you know, then lost to Kentucky and, and won out, you know. And so it, it was a special year. It was a special moment. And those people involved in all that will always be revered at Starkville, Mississippi. Yeah. No, you're right. It was. And uh, Cheryl won the West in 98 and saw a lot of those players. Um, who who was your favorite player on that 98 team? Ashley Steve? Cooper. Ashley Cooper. What Steve a dude. Man. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that, the, the edge that he played with is what kind of separated. He wasn't the biggest guy, you know, but he was the guy that gave you 100% effort every play. And anytime you saw him line up in the slot, and uh, especially if it was frontside pressure, you, you, you knew the throw was going to come out early if they could get it off. And that's what made that Joe Lee Dunn defense so incredible is they could man you up on the corners and force you to your second and third read. And if you had to go to that third read, the quarterback's getting hit. And uh, Ashley Cooper just played with you know, such reckless abandon and never, ever, ever considered his own personal safety. He just went out there and played hard, uh, you know, very hard brand of football and I think he's a guy, too, that uh, probably should never have to buy a beer when he comes home to watch a ball game. No, he should. Was he there? I don't know. I don't know that he was there. I, I didn't get a full list. But, okay. you know, Desenzo and, and Kevin and those guys walked him out. And, 
you know, just I mean, you think about all those great wins with those, those players, and you know, that's the thing that Jackie Sherrill did at Mississippi State that I don't know that anybody else ever really did is he instilled a sense of pride. And he used to always talk about, you know, I, I want our fans to be able to go to work each day and have that Mississippi State coffee mug and be able to poke that chest out a little bit. And it, it wasn't just lip service. Jackie actually went and did it. Yeah. Ashley Cooper, I loved him. So what was he just a tweener or or was the NFL just not spread out enough at that time for him to make it or what do you remember? Yeah, so. yeah his his size was the issue and and he, he wasn't he wasn't very big and he wasn't exceptionally fast. You know, that's what made Jolie Dunn so special too is he knew how to put those guys that were good athletes in position to make plays and you know, that's the thing you go back and you look. I mean, even Tim Nelson. I mean, you know, one, one of the you know biggest plays that year was that pick six at Oxford that, you know, the, the game was already decided. But that was the exclamation point. I mean, Tim Nelson probably couldn't have played anywhere else in the country on the Power Five level, but he fit at Mississippi State. He fit in Julie Dunn's scheme. And uh, it was more fun to even watch State play defense, that you know, those those few years. And it wasn't just because the offense at times is very pedestrian, but, you know, goodness, the defense could score. You know, it's like it was incredible every week that, it seemed like State always found a way to get a non-offensive touchdown, and actually Cooper and Tim Nelson were a big part of that. Uh, yeah, so Jason, look that up. I think they scored 66 points that year, which is remarkable, and I, I could be wrong, but but I think the defense scored 66 points that year in 98. We'll have to go back and, and look at that. Steve Robertson made a great point bringing up uh, – and I hadn't even mentioned it this morning, that Jackie Sherrill and the 98 team was recognized, and that was the highlight of the night. At uh, That and Chris Parson at, uh, at Davis Wade Stadium. All right, Steve, so uh, our fans that are listening want more. Do, do you, if you had to bet $100 on Rodgers and Marks playing, I'll, give, I'll throw it out one more time. If you had to bet money, which way would you go on Rodgers and Marks playing in College Station? This weekend, I would, I'd make individual bets. I would bet that, that Woody plays, and I would probably uh, not bet on Will Rogers one way or the other. I wouldn't rule it out, but I wouldn't expect it. But uh, I do expect Woody Marks to play this week. And yeah, you know, the thing about both of those guys, you talk to everybody involved in football; those kids desperately want to play. You know, I mean, it's like to see the team struggle offensively. I mean, and they feel like they can help, and they should be able to help. Uh, that's a very, very difficult thing, especially for guys that this may be their last year on the college level. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think Woody Marks plays this week. And, yeah, I think State's got to have him. You know, I mean, it's like as, as hard as some other kids play, they just don't have the talent and vision that Woody Marks does. And so uh, getting him back, I think, gives State a, pun- a puncher's chance. But uh, you're going to need some help from A&M to win this weekend. And maybe a 13 quarterback can give it to you from their side. But uh, that defensive front is so strong. And, and you saw that Saturday. You know, I mean, you you really did it, it, in that ball game. It was very offensive, but there's a, there's some dudes up front on the on the uh, A and M defensive line, and and so uh, you got to think about it. it's going to be a very physical ball game. Probably be a short ball game, low scoring ball game, and everybody will walk away feeling like they just heard fingernails on a chalkboard. But somebody's going to get a win. So. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there. Steve Robertson, Jeans Page, the Boneyard Podcast, joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Appreciate it, Steve. That interview was brought to you by the Pork Belly and Chorizo Nachos at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. Steve also mentioned the uh, Philly Spring Rolls, which are also damn good. 
Um, but I went to Bulldog Burger last week and I got the jalapeno popper burger. Ooh. It was delicious. And that thing's hot in a good way. You put jalapenos on a burger? Yeah. You're going to have to hold me back. I know. That's I know. my, I mean, uh, that's one of the best toppings. So yesterday morning, I got up pretty early and um, I went to Bluto's for breakfast in Startville and they do an avocado toast. Ooh. And a side of scrambled eggs. And I got it to go. I just drank coffee at the bar and waited. Yeah. I got home. I got the jalapenos out, put it on the avocado toast, then put the scrambled eggs on the toast. Come on. Yeah. Are you, do you, I think that you want to make me jealous right now. I think that's what you're doing. Well, you had a big birthday party yesterday. Hang on. Let me think. Let, let's talk about that. <laughs> the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 1059, The Zone. Tom Lugan Bill will join us at 930. Luke's will talk Ole Miss, A&M, and Ole Miss, Georgia. And maybe a little bit what Bama pulled off this. I, I don't think they're going to stumble twice. I mean, they got Kentucky and Auburn. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I think they'll smash. They'll be down because they just played LSU. I mean, not as, you know, our the kids can't get up every single weekend, but they'll take care of business and go on to Atlanta. We're going to get a band. We thought we may get Ole Miss. I guess a while back, maybe LSU, but it's it's going to be a Bama Georgia SEC championship game. Ole Miss could still finish eleven and one if they upset Georgia this weekend as as eleven and a half point dogs. Uh, it, I mean, right out of the gate on circuit, it went from ten points to eleven points, and now it's at eleven and a half. Um, I'm looking at the Caesar line right now, but bottom line, Ole Miss is in the in the. Uh, process of having their most magical season that they've had in modern football. That includes freeze in fourteen fifteen. It includes Kiffin two years ago. I can't think of another one. I mean, they've only won 10 yeah. games a couple of times since whatever, 1970. So Lane's, Lane's going to do that again this year. Twice in, in four years. Oh, I hope he stays. Please keep Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Please keep him. Which I know is the exact opposite of what people were saying after going on the skid at the end of last season. I know. But. Oh, I remember my text line last year. <laughs> oh, it was. It, b- fire everybody, burn it down. It was It was serious. It was heated. And now it's, you know, Guys, all praise. <laughs> all praise. He, he's up there. He, he's walking on water, man. This is, and I, I asked you earlier, and I'm interested to see what you think. If he, and this is a big if, if Ole Miss does beat Georgia, okay, is that bigger than either of the two Alabama wins? The especially the one I'm really comparing it to is beating Alabama at Alabama, because that n- never happens <laughs> for Ole Miss, at least. I mean, they lost. Is it bigger than the 2015 Bama win if you beat Georgia this weekend? Back-to-back champs? That was a huge win and huge. It may be, man. It may be. That you means know, that you it's... You got a, less losses, okay? You had, yeah. It was a weird year. You had lost to Memphis and Florida. We lost to Arkansas that year. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, your worst case scenario is going 10 and 2. 
If you beat Georgia, you're going 11 and one. Um, maybe it's because I'm in the in the middle of it, in the thick of it. But I'm I'm thinking yes. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Saban, the big mighty Saban, true the goat. I mean, I, maybe at the end of the year, if Kirby wins it again, very true, and and does what Saban hasn't done. I mean, wins three, three in, a in a row. I mean, Ole Miss has done has been the blemish on national champions three times. Bartu says they can't win it. He said Georgia's defense is is the worst defense they've had. Wow. I mean, they're not bad. They're just not number one, two, or three in defensive scoring efficiency. But if Ole Miss if Ole Miss does beat Georgia, I understand you were talking about how Bartu said that. Bama has to lose twice in order for Ole Miss to... Like, Ole Miss has to be in the SEC championship and beat Georgia again to get in. But I'm just... To get the... uh, Yeah, because game control has not been your friend, okay? So, so, So the committee loves blowouts. And, you know, you're winning and it is amazing. But if you're... All right, you're going to the college... For our listeners, Jason's talking about the college football playoff. And the close win against LSU and the close win against Arkansas and the close win against uh, A&M. A&M. Yeah. They're all about game control. Now, they did adjust their... They did move the field goal post for this last ranking. putting But putting Georgia number two, you know, and not Florida State, I think it's a head scratcher, but it's still going to play out. Yeah, I just don't see how if Ole Miss does go eleven and one, doesn't make the SEC championship. If there is a one loss team in there, how is it not Ole Miss? I mean, I could see it being I could see it being Texas too. I could see Texas being if there's going to be a one loss, I could see Texas being in there. But I just don't know well, how you, you've still got Michigan and Ohio State that are running that are coming down the stretch. You still got Florida State. I mean, you just got a lot of teams here that haven't knocked themselves out yet. True. And then if even Ole Miss does win, then Georgia has one loss. It's getting spicy here. Okay. I I think it's getting, I think the waters are churning just a little bit. Okay. I think something could happen. You're manufacturing something. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I am, uh, I'm visioning su- success. That's what I'm doing. Envisioning success for Ole Miss. Well, you're already successful. You beat you beat Georgia. No, I'm uh, greatness is oh, what. I, oh, yeah, got it, there got we go. It. Envisioning okay. greatness. Okay, for the Rebs. All right, it's got to happen. This, I mean, oh, if, if there, there was ever a time, yeah, yeah, it would be now because uh, Georgia and Bama could be in a different different space next year. Mm-hmm. And we talked about them not being dominant offensive, defensive scoring efficiency, things like that. And you would have to believe another team's going to. Get their stuff together in the off season. I don't know who LSU. Yeah, <laughs> good I, money would be on LSU. <laughs> Hugh Freeze will get Auburn going, and we'll see what happens with A and M. Can you imagine if A and M? I mean, people think that Mississippi State's going to make a move. I mean, the, our, our text line is unanimous. I haven't. Did, have you seen a text that says "Bring back Arnett"? <laughs> Not one. Okay. <laughs> Not I mean, one. We've had a bunch of them. I can't keep up with all of them, but um, can you imagine if A and M's going to drop seventy-five million on Jimbo Fisher and another fifteen to twenty million on the sports staff and move off him? It's a lot of cheddar. But and they then, and then go get a dude. 
for yeah. 10 million and uh, support staff for another 15 to 20 million. Just don't touch my coach. Stay away from my coach, please. Stay away from Lane Train. We are the Out of Bounds Show. 1059 The Zone ESPN. National Nachos Day. Brought to you by the Pork Belly and Chorizo Nachos at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Starville, and Tupelo. And don't forget about the Philly Spring Rolls. Two delicious appetizers. Pair it with some Stella Artois or Key City Beer at Bulldog Burger. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.